Greetings, friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, we're looking to start our week with some wisdom and some encouragement today. We're going to be finishing up our study in Psalm 119. Uh, so we're going to be reading verses 121 through 176. So kind of a, a long, longer psalm reading than normal, uh, but I just kind of wanted to get 119 finished. Again, it's just a continuation of the writer talking about his great passion for the ways of God, for the laws of God, and in spite of any trouble that he might be running into, he refuses to stray from God's path. And so we're going to be looking at that, and then we're going to continue our study in the book of Hebrews. We're going to be reading Hebrews chapter 9. Now chapter 9 is kind of, the writer is explaining that the ordinances... Um, as they relate to the sanctuary and the tabernacle, were just mere types and shadows. And that it was just pointing to a more permanent situation, a more permanent sacrifice, um, which would last forever and would be sealed by the blood of Messiah. And so that's kind of the point that the writer of Hebrews is trying to get across in chapter nine. So that is what is on the agenda for this morning. So without further delay, let's dig right in, starting with Psalm 119, verses, starting with verse 121. I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to my oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy, and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant, give me understanding, that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. The entrance of thy words giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for thy commandments. Look thou upon me. And be merciful unto me, as thou usest to do unto those that love thy name. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. Rivers of water run down my eyes because they keep not thy law. Righteous are thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. My zeal hath consumed me because my enemies have forgotten thy words. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. I am small and despised, yet 
do not I forget thy precepts. Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is the truth. Trouble and anguish have taken hold on me, yet thy commandments are my delights. The righteousness of thy testimony is everlasting. Give me understanding, and I shall live. I cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I will keep thy statutes. I cried unto thee, Save me, and I shall keep thy statutes, thy testimonies. I prevented the drawing of the morning, and cried, I hoped in thy word. My eyes prevented the night watches, that I might meditate in thy word. Hear my voice according unto thy loving kindness, O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgment. They draw nigh that follow after mischief, they are far from thy law. Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are true. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Consider mine affliction, and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Plead my cause, and deliver me, quicken me according to thy word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Great are thy tender mercies. O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgments. Many are my persecutors and my enemies, yet do I not decline from thy testimonies. I beheld the transgressors and was grieved because they keep not thy word. Consider how I love thy precepts. Quicken me, O Lord, according to thy loving kindness. Thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart standeth in awe of thy word. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I hate and abhor lying, but thy law do I love. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation, and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. Let my cry come near before thee. O Lord, give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Let my hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. And that, my friends, is the end of Psalm 119. It's just, to me, it's, it's one of my favorites. It's just beautiful and you know, he says, rivers of water run down my eyes. 
because they keep not thy law. We think that the point is there's nothing new under the sun. You know, we're seeing this now in our generation where the whole world has just gone astray from God's ways and they could care less about Jesus Christ and they could care less about God and they have said in their hearts there is no God. But as for us, we still love the Lord. We still find pleasure and delight in His ways. We still seek His salvation and mercy every day, like this writer. He says, Righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. Thy testimonies that have commanded are righteous and faithful. My zeal hath consumed me because my enemies have forgotten thy word. He's pointing out, you know what? Even though they have forgotten it, I'm becoming more and more zealous for it. He says something like, I am small. He says, verse 141, I am small and despised. Yet, do I not forget thy precepts? You see, in the, you see, in the, ways of, in the eyes of the world, we, we may be nothing, right? We're small. In their eyes, we're weak. We're despised. But we forget not God's laws. In God's ways. And we forget not this only begotten Son. And therefore His mercy is going to be upon us. And eternal life is going to be given to us. And He's going to appear. Right? Let me read Second Thessalonians verses uh, five through nine for you real quick. He says, which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven, with his mighty angels, in a flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. That's the future for those that despise those of us who love God, who long for the appearing of Jesus. He's going to take vengeance on them who have troubled us. He's going to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Just wait upon the Lord. I believe the day is coming soon. Let's transition here and let's read chapter 9 from the book of Hebrews to finish the broadcast for today. Again, it's, it's pointing out that Jesus and the sacrifice that he made is above all these things that were in the law. And he's getting ready to talk about how the ordinance of the sanctuary, like those are foreshadows. Jesus, who shed his blood, is the final seal, right? There's no longer need 
for the blood of bulls and goats and sheep and things like that, like Jesus was it. And that's the point he's trying to make here in chapter 9. So let's have a look at that. Hebrews 9, chapter 1, or I mean verse 1. Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine services and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first wherein, wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is also called the holiest of all, which had the golden censers and the Ark of the Covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of the covenant, and cover it to the cherubims of glory shadowing the mercy seat of which cannot now speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priest went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the services of God. But into the second went the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest, while as the first tabernacle was yet standing, which was a figure for the time then present, in which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service perfect, as pertaining to the conscience, which stood only in meats and drinks and diverse washings and carnal ordinances imposed on them until the time of Reformation. But Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling in the, the unclean sanctify to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Let's stop for a second. He's... He's saying, okay, you know, all these things, we, the sanctuary and all the things that went in it, and it was created by the hands of men, and then the high, only the high priest could enter into the Holy of Holies, and, you know, you had to do the blood thing and all that. He's saying, look, if doing all that stuff, and if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of a heifer sanctified and purified the flesh, how much more now? is the blood of Messiah who offered himself without spot to God. How much more is that going to purge your conscience, purge your dead works? And now that him, he is a mediator now for you. 
that you might be called to receive the promise of eternal life. Verse 16, For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the tester. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise it is no strength at all while the tester liveth. Whereupon neither the first testament was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats and water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without shedding of blood there is no remission. The writer here is making the point that there can be no remission of sins without sacrifice, without blood. Verse 23, It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as a high priest entereth into the holy place every year with the blood of, off of others. For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Please note the writer is pointing out, hey, there's no longer a need to every year for a high priest to go into the Holy of Holies and do this thing. What Jesus did when he sacrificed himself is final for us all. Verse 27, wrapping it up here. And as is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment, so Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many. And unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. And that is the end of chapter 9. I like that last verse. Let me look at, let's read that again and listen carefully. So Christ once offered to bear the sins of many and unto them that what? Unto them that look for him shall he appear a second time without sin unto salvation. It's interesting that it's saying that he will appear to them that look for him. Not to them who don't believe, but to them that look to him. We just read what's going to happen to the unbelievers, right? When I read to you Second Thessalonians. Let me read that again from Second Thessalonians. And you who are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels and flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power.
that is our study for today. I pray that you've been blessed and I pray that this has caused you to draw even more near to God and has helped you and increased you in faith and wisdom and understanding. I pray you've been blessed. Thanks for listening. Thanks for praying for the podcast and for me. Thanks for your support to the podcast, your financial support. It's far beyond what I deserve to do this great work, which is my great privilege. And I'm so grateful to be able to do it. Thanks for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.